Hey guys, welcome to the Freaking Epic Podcast. This is Zach Harris and... Chris, what's up? He doesn't have a last name because he's anonymous <laughs> on the internet. Once Ooh. he gets a blue check, he'll just be Chris, <laughs> last name blue check. Yeah, I wonder sometimes, I'm like, do I want to be known where my daughter could look me up one day for the random stuff that I was talking oh, about? Oh, <laughs> your daughter's going to look you up either way. Even if you, Your daughter's smart enough. Even if you aren't like verified, she's still going to know. Yeah, she'll find me. Yeah, she'll, she'll find, find me. you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, today is totally unobjective, where we do top five or top 20 lists, as the case may be. And the case is that Duran has 20. Uh, I mean, Chris has 20. Chris, no last name, blue check mark, has <laughs> Too 20. Late. Too late. <laughs> You know what, though? You can help me riff on these because a lot of these are just ideas. And like I said, I don't have any jokes for them, but uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll put them together. The idea of today's episode is we're going over movie mashups. Like, what would be really cool if it was, what movies would be really cool if they were combined into one movie? So uh, we've written down a few and I left my notes. So I just recreated the three that I can remember. (laughs) And Chris recreated the 20 that he can remember (laughs) because he's an overachiever and I hate him. All right, man. You go first since uh, no, you have I little... have three. <laughs> Why am I going first? Okay. So, um, basically, what I did was I literally just googled the most watched movies of all time. Yeah, of course. And and then I picked at random, basically, what movies would okay. make the least amount of sense. Okay. So, but before I got there. I was staring at the paper for at least a good five minutes. So yeah. I'll give you that, Zach. I couldn't think of anything for five minutes. And I, I, I came up with a play on words. I haven't even seen this show, but it's really big on Hulu. Uh-huh. Um, the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, okay. So I was like, what if it was The Little Mermaid's Tale? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is The Little Mermaid is being forced into uh, carrying the children of, uh, of the upper class in a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Exactly. I, okay, here's what... Here's, and I know it's not a movie, but I just the play on words is too good. Caviar. So they're eating the children, so it's a whole new level of dark. Oh, no. It's real dystopian. <laughs> All right, man. You got the next one. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to have very few of these. This That's so okay. This one, I can give you my list if you can read my handwriting. Okay. There's no um, mute button, so I, I have to. you have to hear me sniffling. All right. So uh, this one is the one that I kind of uh, mentioned to you as the start of this whole, the genesis of this idea, uh-huh. because it's been an idea that's been in my head for years. It's just, I always thought it would be cool if Terminator and Fox and the Hound were a movie together. So here's the way this works. The Fox I have my thinking face on. Continue. Thinking face. Yes. Uh, the Fox and the Hound, basically the plot line is these two friends are kids and they're best friends. They do everything together. And then when they grow up, they slowly come to realize that they are natural enemies and they have to hunt. One has to hunt down the other. And the other's entire goal is to escape from his best friend who's going to kill him. But what if this was a back in a uh, Terminator thing where the Terminator is sent back in time, but his memory is stripped because it's like a primitive uh, terminated process. So you basically, really have pondered this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I have. So basically, like these two kids grow up, and then you find over the course of the movie, through kind of flashbacks and and little clues that happen, you kind of start to realize that this vague threat that's out there that people have been kind of mentioning throughout the movie is the Terminator, and the Terminator's actually there to kill his best friend, but he didn't know it. And he's like either regaining his memories throughout the movie or getting, uh, getting, uh, sent, uh, information sent back in time, like, uh, like, uh, hardware or like software to his, to his Terminator. So basically then the rest of the movie, it like halfway through two thirds through the movie that it becomes <laughs> like this entire kind of cat and mouse chase thing where the best friends are fighting each other for their lives, but also they are still in there, their best friends. And then at the end of Fox and the Hound, the kind of thing is, uh, spoilers if you uh, care about (laughs) Fox, spoilers from 40 years ago. Um, Spoiler alert, the fox finds the hound, or the hound finds the fox, but then he pretends he doesn't, so he pretends he doesn't, so the hunters just go past, and he looks at him, and then, but then that's like the end of their friendship, so it's kind of like... I've done you this one thing, but we live in two separate worlds, so we can't be friends, but I would, don't want them to kill you. So it's like a, such a cool... Isn't that the same... And, and you're recapping me on Fox and the Hound, because I don't remember um, seeing it uh, from yeah. when I was a little kid. 
I vaguely remember the, the cartoons of the characters. But the ending you're describing reminds me of uh, Fast and the Furious at the very end oh, yeah, where he bit. finds um, Toretto, I think his name yeah. was, the cop. Dom, no, Dom Toretto. Yeah. But uh, what's his name? The, guy, the actor who passed. Uh, Paul, Walker. Uh, Paul, Paul Walker finds Toretto at the end. Yeah. And then he just kind of lets him go. Yeah. Like, like gives him the nod. <laughs> so what you're saying is someone else had this idea and, and tied it into uh fast and the furious, but no dude, I, I actually think you probably shouldn't have wasted that idea on air because yeah, well, it's fine. It I'm never going to actually make it. So I, I, someone else make this movie, please. I have a lot of ideas that I will never do because uh, I like to talk about things, not do things. <laughs> this is what we're doing though. We are doing we're doing the talking. Um, man, you, you went way deeper than me. So you're, you're going to have hey, to help me with these other ones. Then you go through like three or four to oh, make I up can, for it. It'll be perfect. I can do 20 off. And I'll help, I'll help out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I riffed on The Little Mermaid. But the yeah. the exact thing I found after Little Mermaid's Tale was, uh, you know, thinking sea life, Little yeah. Mermaid and Jaws. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So are you saying like The Little Mermaid would be... Um, like helping them save them from the, from the. Yeah, I think thing. so. Because essentially the, the new villain wouldn't be Ursula. It would be this giant shark that yeah. was brutally murdering people, which I think there's, there's a lot of play on, um, you know, a childhood movie, which was actually ironically originated, for, I believe from something that was darker, uh-huh. right? Like most Disney oh, yeah, movies. Yeah. L- Little Mermaid was a lot darker. Yeah. Like most, most Disney. Yeah. And, and then made to a childhood movie and then, <laughs> now through our own imaginations made bringing back it back around full circle so the violence German of fairy tale jaws style. and um i just pictured sebastian singing under the sea and then a shark crashing through and eating all the other fish <laughs> <laughs> that's the start of the movie <laughs> under the sea ah! under the ah, the sea is a deadly place uh and <laughs> so since I'll, I'll throw out a bunch of these. Um, okay, let me let me read one of the ones that you have uh, you have written added. down. Okay, you have written down. Okay, so you wrote Avatar and Finding Dory. Okay, you're gonna have to explain this, dude. Like I told you, I was just <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally just pairing things. You want to know why I paired those? Because they're both blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, so one of us put a lot of thought and effort into this, and then lost it all, and another one of us just skated through life there's there's this, colors <laughs> there are real life lessons here for you people this is how life is okay so dory is trying to get the unobtainium yeah of course. <laughs> from the undersea kingdom well, yeah she ha- calls it unobtainium because she can't remember what it's actually called yeah yeah it, yeah because she has um yeah. short-term memory loss um so yeah i think that's as far as i can go <laughs> Okay, so here's the idea. Um, the fish wind up uh, going to, like, there's an underwater program like this. Mm-hmm. So the fish, uh, like Dory, gets uh, recruited and actually goes into a suit. So she goes into a Jaws suit. So she then attacks the little mermaid, and it's, like, secretly part three of this weird trilogy <laughs> we've been making. This just sounds like a terrifying dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a fishy nightmare. <laughs> The the next one I have now I felt like these particular characters. I do could be... like the um by the way the avatar thing like <laughs> avatar has a lot to do with it because when I was coming up with these um what made the most sense was something that had a very definitive um style so you or kind of point so Terminator you know exactly kind of what the point is or like Avatar it's getting into fake bodies and going to some sort of uh native environment uh, yeah Yeah. so there's like avatar works really well as kind of like a base level ingredient it's kind of like when you're making food certain ingredients like rice yeah rice that's (laughs) avatar is the rice avatar is rice and well technically um, what what was it pocahontas was the rice and then avatar made it and then among many other movies uh, avatar is interesting because it's like it's like curry rice because it's (laughs) It's got the basic story of of Pocahontas, but what's added on is the kind of the um, robotics, uh, the the, um, the putting yourself into another body thing, which obviously has been done before. But Avatar is kind of the most iconic, yeah, uh, of that. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So I, that mean, is, I, I can riff on Cameron, uh, James Cameron, but uh, that's for another show. 
Uh, so the next one, I was thinking of these group of characters, which I think you could ultimately, like you said, the base ingredient. I feel yeah. like you can, because this is what these guys do. You could add them in any uh, movie and automatically it becomes a different type of movie. And so yeah. the characters I picked were the Muppets. Yeah, of course. Uh, the most ridiculous combination that came to my head was the Muppets meets Scarface. Okay, I like it. I like it. And Peppy the Frog, or Peppy the Prawn, uh, is Scarface. Because he has that kind of, like, ridiculous accent already. Yeah. I am Peppy. (laughs) I will kill you. (laughs) See, this is why I knew. Just writing these, you'd be able to riff on them. Uh, Here's the thing. Muppets go with anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can remake the Muppets into anything, but I would love to see a Scarface remake of them. (laughs) Like I wonder how they would how they would clean because the Muppets did um, the whole Bohemian Rhapsody song, yeah. and there's moments in that song that are pretty dark, yeah. And so they had to muppify it, if you will. I just made muppify. up a I like it I like made it. up a verb, um, and so they had to muppify it. And I remember the whole thing, Mama. I just killed a man. It was literally just a- animals singing Mama repeatedly, <laughs> and then looking around for his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, 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 and so I thought that was a brilliant way to sort of muppify so something here's that was how I would a little much. I would um, basically have like there's a new the new technology of uh, powdered peanut butter. So basically, instead of cocaine, it's all powdered peanut butter. Oh my god! And they're like fighting with the liquid peanut butter dealers. So that adds in the kind of gang warfare. It's like you want you want. peanut butter should not be made of powder. And he's like kind of sniffing up. Peanut butter, not sniffing it up, but like sucking it up into his mouth. See, see, and when then I, they can't like talk right, you know, and has the ridiculous accent because it's like his mouth is all peanut butter. <laughs> see, when I imagine this in my very brief five minutes of work over years, <laughs> you know, obviously years of dedication. To no, this. just years to that one. Idea. The rest of them are less fleshed out. <laughs> when I was thinking of it, for some reason, I pictured Fozzie snorting cotton. <laughs> because that's what's inside the Muppets. And that just <laughs> seems dark. <laughs> it's, it's very dark. That's like, okay, can you imagine a movie where the where the vampire snorted blood and like it gave them a high? Oh, man. So like that's like their drug, not just like, that'd be creepy. That would, they, their that visuals would be worse. Would be disgusting. How is that worse? Vis- like, it's well, worse. Well, because you're snorting blood up and yeah. like the visuals would be horrifying. That Horror movie idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody's going to owe us money for that one. All right. What's next on that list that I uh, wrote the next- for you? Oh, hold on. Uh, this is one of... Okay, I'm going to skip. You can you can make it your you, own. Just next, make it what you had it or you remember. The next two are... Okay, okay. I remembered one of mine. Okay. Yeah, okay. go for it. Okay. It is... Oh, no, no. Wait, where'd it go? <laughs> okay, talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to write this down. All right. So while Zach's working on that, uh, I'm going to go off of the next one I have written down, which was Jurassic Park meets Lethal Weapon. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Um so again, I only get like like so it's like a pet like it's like a pet a smaller petting zoo version in um where's Lethal Weapon? It's not Detroit, like San Francisco or wherever. No, I mean what I was thinking of is uh or am I even thinking of Lethal Weapon? Yeah, I that's the one with uh Rush Hour or Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Rush Hour. I'm thinking of Rush Hour. Lethal Weapon was the one with Mel Gibson yeah. and Danny Glover. Yeah, that's a good movie. Okay. And so, again, I, I, when I write these things down, I get little tidbits, and all I could think of is the one line, the one famous line from Lethal Weapon, when Danny Glover is like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> yep. Um, and so I just imagine <laughs> in that scene where they're driving away from the, the T-Rex, and he's chasing them down. Yeah. And then he eats somebody, and they eventually get away. I just imagine instead Danny Glover is in the driver's seat. He says, I'm getting too old for this. And that's it. Scene. Movie done. Clap. Applause. Yeah. Applause. Beautiful. That's the only way I could think to combine the two things. That is, that is truly a heartwarming movie. Okay. I couldn't remember my two. I remembered two. two of, you have two of these have. The uh, names that you remember. The, Two of the movies, I just can't remember what I combined them with, but I remember they were awesome. Um, but I'm going to go with another one of mine, actually. Oh, okay. okay. So less impressive, but still, go for it. Uh, why is it less <laughs> impressive? Okay, okay, I'll go with you one of yours. Fine. Uh, <laughs> do you, want, you want me to read this off? I will. Spider-Man and the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> uh, I did write that. I did. <laughs> so, so, uh, happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> so he's uh, Spider. Jesus doesn't have to die because he's he can like web closed his wounds. He's oh, yeah. just like Judas, you're up here too. Thwip, and then just pulls him up on the cross with him. It's a whole. See, Zach, that's not even. I did not have any idea going into writing that of what it would look like, and I knew that you'd paint that good picture, but. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't even think it requires an explanation because just leaving it to the listener's imagination. But I would imagine, um, yeah, Jesus Christ as uh, Peter Parker. And he's a photographer by day, a messiah by night. (laughs) (laughs) Messiah by night. Okay, that's got to be a thing. (laughs) And then I just think of uh, the moment at... Golgotha? No, no, no. Um, is it the Garden of Just Gethsemane? Gethsemane is that when? Not when, Jeffsemity. <laughs> well, I, I know I don't know how to pronounce it, so forgive me. The Garden of Jeff Jeffsemane. Jeffsemane. I mean, it's Jesus Christ meets Spider Man. People yeah, just yeah. let it happen. <laughs> we'll go with Jeffsemane. And the devil is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just always, always yelling. No, he's a Pharisee. Get rid of this Messiah. He's a Pharisee. Um, no, I just imagine, um, ugh, forgive me, it's late and I can't think of the specifics of the story, but when, uh, who, who gets their ear chopped off? Uh, the uh, the uh, Caiaphas's uh, servant. Yeah. So I imagine uh, Jesus doing a little flip, flip. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> And there's an ear on. <laughs> uh, don't worry, the webbing lasts an hour, but you know, you, you got an hour of ear left. <laughs> you better hear everything there is to hear in this next hour. I love how this rolled out. As you want me to read this, Chris? Fine, I'm gonna read this. Oh, good times. <laughs> All right, okay. top that, Zach. Okay. That, that was that was that was yours. Now, of course, I read it, so now you have to go. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay. Oh, um. This is actually skipping a few, but another one I had was Forrest Gump and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that's actually really fascinating because Raiders of the Lost Ark is about, I mean, a lot of people say this as a negative about it, but I think it's a positive. It's about a guy being a part of history, but not necessarily being the, the antagonist. He's not, he's not changing all the history because the point like Raiders of the Lost Ark all happens with or without Indiana Jones and for like the stuff in Forrest Gump more or less all happens without with or without Forrest Gump. He's just mm, kind of true. it's watching a normal guy although some one's very cool and one's an idiot like ride along through history. So that's actually kind of a cool idea to like mix those two up. Like I think that would actually go really interestingly like what if a like kind of like Rain Man like what if a a, a uh, um, an idiot were to go through the, not just like the normal, you know, Vietnam, well, I guess Vietnam's not necessarily that normal, but like, um, you know, uh, talking to presidents and going through the hippie era and all these things. Like what if you were to go through these crazy, uh, experiences like, you know, the, with the Nazis and finding the Ark of the Covenant and all that. Actually, I really like that. That would be really cool. I was thinking, you kind of brushed on it, but when I when I threw that concept together, I was just thinking of, yeah, like you said, Indiana Jones being the cool, you know, Harrison Ford in his prime, being yeah, the yeah. cool guy. Coolest guy ever. Yeah. And then, you know, Forrest Gump being just the, the biggest idiot yeah. uh, possible. Lovable. Lovable idiot. Lovable but, idiot. But yeah. And and then, you know, so Forrest Gump uh, basically portraying this uh, role um, as an idiot, but somehow, <laughs> just like Indiana Jones yeah. does, somehow uh, winning, somehow the, day. winning the day. Yeah, which is... Um, so yeah, I, I, that's what I was like. That'd be funny if he was just stupid. <laughs> sold. Completely, 100% sold. That that sounds amazing. So okay. you, can you mash up two quotes from them? I'm trying to think. Um Life is like a box of Nazis. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. I'm just a mad, like, like the guy pulls out the sword and is doing all these crazy sword tricks. And then Forrest just whacks a ping pong ball at his head. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? And he just walks off. <laughs> I like it. He, of course, he runs a lot. Indiana Jones yeah. runs a lot. Yeah. Forrest runs a lot. So it's yeah, true. It can happen. Ah, good times. Um, so I'm going to go with one of mine. So. 
this is, I'm going to, I'm going to riff on a dream I've always had, but I'll, I'll give you the movies first and then kind of explain it and then go on to the, my riff. Um, so wizard of Oz and die hard. So, okay. Wizard of Oz fundamentally is a story about someone getting pulled out of their element into kind of a new world. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a new world, but it'd be cool if it was, but you know, the diehard universe is kind of set in a, I mean, a completely unrealistic, but, uh, based in the real world more or less. Um, but the story is you're basically pulled into this new place and then, you know, like in this case, it would be, you know, China or something, you know, and then you kind of go on this very specific journey on a following a path. You gain like some, uh, some, um, allies along the way. And then you want, you know, there's enemies attacking you and they kind of have even like, here's the monkeys, which are kind of the faceless bad guys that he kills. And then here's the, you know, the, the semi-final boss and the final boss. And, and then you kind of are able to go back. So my dream scenario for this is essentially, um, one of my dreams in life is to make a diehard movie inside of an Ikea. Like think think about that. There's such there's like a specific path through. I feel the like whole there's thing. a lot of props there. Yeah, there's so many props. <laughs> there's so much like playing kind of breaking the prop wall, like, oh, he's actually in the ceiling fan, or he cut through to the kitchen section and <laughs> he, you know, shot water at someone, or he's, you know, forcing meatballs down someone's throat and you know just there's so many different interesting ways to do that and it kind of follows the yellow brick road like you're following the path through ikea and you can find a few other i don't know <laughs> exactly what the what the setup would be that this could happen but like you know just like okay there's a big terrorist event and part of the terrorist cell winds up headquarters in this ikea for some reason because they're like chased there by the cops or something and then he kind of goes through and collects the other people who couldn't get evacuated in time and one of them used to be a cop and one of them's like a lifeguard and one of them you know various people with various skills and they kind of you know but the, each one of them has a very definite flaw like you know in the first Die Hard movie the guy couldn't shoot anyone because you know he had had that issue when he was younger and accidentally killed a kid on the line of duty so one of them you know can't shoot a kid well one of them can't, can't shoot, shoot a kid, kid. <laughs> it's a good problem to have um, <laughs> yeah <clears throat> like you know one of them's you know one of them's a coward and one of them's just really dumb but he is able to do something really clever toward the end to beat one of the bad guys and like there's just such a like a a cool way that a cool kind of um i don't know it just it's just a cool idea to me yeah i dig it <laughs> i'm just like i'm pondering off yeah, of that yeah so uh, this is where you take a five-second break. Um, you can pause it, but you don't have to because we will be silent for five seconds. Let me just <laughs> digest that idea. Um, the next one I have. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, I'm going with okay, the five hold on, seconds. Hold on. Um, we're meditating too. Um, meditate into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. We're um, back. Thank you for joining us from that commercial <laughs> break. Our sponsor is Blinda Headlights. Yes, Blinda Headlights. If you can't see, then you'll probably die, so maybe replace your headlights. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know if Zach drank before he got here. Uh, <laughs> maybe he found another old neighbor who tea. had whiskey. Um, so my next, my next blend is... Uh, or movie mashup, if you will, it has to do with the musical score mm -hmm. instead of uh, the characters or any other way that you would tie those two things together. So my idea was to mix the sound of music okay. with the matrix. Okay. <laughs> okay. The sound of music. So here you have, on one end, you have this classical, you know, the hills are alive. With the and sound then of Matrix is like this dubstep masterpiece. Yeah. And so it'd be like, the hills are alive with. <laughs> and so, and I also, uh, what what is the main actress's name? Um, in Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews. Yeah. So there's a famous scene where she's running up the hill and she's like spinning around. Yeah. And so I picture uh, that, <laughs> but she's holding, she's dual wielding yes. two guns <laughs> yes. and it's in slow motion because everything <laughs> in the matrix. is slow. So she's singing and then shooting in three, in a 360 motion with bullets, 
flying from the tips of her SMGs. That is amazing. (laughs) And I'm imagining, if you've seen The Fifth Element, right? Yeah. You know where they're doing that kind of opera? Like the... Like almost like that is kind of a uh, like an idea, but like the kind of operatic, pretty singing of the fifties mixed with the dubstep would kind of feel like that. Yeah, and so she's like singing, and it has kind of this cadence to it that goes in time with the bullets. Yeah, like that would be and just let her have. She has that like bright blue. From what I remember, the cover or the scene, the blue and white dress thing. Yeah, but then just. Give her the shades. Give her the matrix. <laughs> Don't make, change her outfit. She has a no, pitch take, black take shades. That, that same outfit, but make it like leather, and then make the blue darker. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, <clears throat> yeah, oh man, that would be awesome. And the, and kind of the plot of um, Sound of Music, if I remember right, is she's she's basically kind of a caretaker to a bunch of kids that have been semi-abandoned by their dad. Mm. So it's kind of like <clears throat> almost like if Morpheus were to leave, and she or and and he hires her to like kind of run the operation so like she could that would actually be kind of cool because then you could have each kid kind of you know the the each character each in a good movie each character has kind of a character arc where they they've kind of gone through every minor character even has kind of gone through their own hero's journey in the in the film so all of those kids are are, have grown up and overcome some issue and are you know a a more full human being than they than they used to be except that one's a machine because that would be a better twist on it <laughs> one's secretly a machine like the dad's secretly a machine but then he's he like is like oh now i understand love and singing and i'm on your side mr <laughs> anderson would be uh mrs andrews <laughs> or what was it i don't even know what the character's name I, is yeah, i have to look it up forever since i've seen that movie <clears throat> all right i don't do know you? if i've ever seen the whole movie honestly <laughs> I, my it was one of my dad's favorite movies but i just was not my not my not your not my sack of biscuits. Yeah, I was going to say slice of potatoes. So I think we we're both <laughs> we we're both in the wrong there. <laughs> we're on the path, on the right path. Okay, so I'm going with another one of your movies, which is Mrs. Doubtfire and Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote these like 15 minutes ago, and I'm just like shocked. <laughs> You're forgetting. You're like, like, I did write that. (laughs) What in the world did I write? That's amazing. Okay. Okay, so explain this to me. I want your vision first. I want your vision vision first first. because I already know what mine is. Okay, so basically um, it's a a guy who gets kicked out of his his weapons manufacturing firm because uh, they have uh, (laughs) two – their quotas are wrong. So there are too few men on the – or too few women on the board, too many men. And so he comes back in. Um, by dressing into a robotic woman suit, <laughs> and then he has to win over the other members of the board, and eventually, and eventually, uh, fight Zach them. is literally just pulling this out of his butt. By the way, <laughs> please continue. And then at one point, he sets himself, he sets his robotic bosom on fire, and he's just <laughs> trying to try to spray it out with his with his onboard fire extinguishers. He's spraying it out, going, "Oh my goodness!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay and so then he shorts out a little and he's the guy voice comes in and there's a joke about how he sounds like a man and and it's it's a whole thing <laughs> so this is zag's interpretation here's my my 10 second spiel on it i just pictured iron man landing down about to defeat an enemy his mask un- opens up like it does in the movies, and he goes, hello! <laughs> and then he shoots him. That was my whole vision <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> is, oh, I love that so much. Hello! Hello! Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that is... That is wonderful. That is, that is just that's all we need. We need to make a series of like five second films. <laughs> it would probably that would probably take like a week's worth of work with all the graphics and editing. Yeah. But it would be so, so hilarious. Good. And it would yeah, there's, there's just no market for that given that <clears throat> people could watch it a million times and we'd wind up getting like a dollar in ad revenue because mm. it's five seconds of views each time. Yeah. Uh, I love that though. That's hello. <laughs> and of course, you know, Downey or, or Tony Stark yeah. would be would have the full old lady fro and the glasses <laughs> that Robin Williams had. So 
That is my vision. I like it. Your vision is good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, let's go with one of yours. Um, let's go with this next one I had written down. Mary Poppins. Okay. Meets the gladiator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mary Poppins meets the gladiator. Now, here's my vision for this. Okay. So Mary Poppins is sort of this jovial, although there's some dark stuff. I could, yeah. I could talk about it's Mary Poppins. Super it's super It's super weird. <laughs> it's not watership <laughs> down, but it ain't, it ain't G-rated. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, on the funny side, the outward appearance of the movie is that she's this lovely, uh, you know, just interesting character who has a sort of bizarre outlook but seems to be benefiting those people yeah, around yeah. her. <clears throat> and Gladiator, obviously, is this vicious movie where people fight to the death. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I just sort of imagined <laughs> Mary Poppins going onto the Gladiator field, you know, just flying, floating down on her umbrella. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> just hitting <laughs> her opponents over the head, <laughs> meaning like a spoonful of sugar, and she just hits a medicine and go down, and she's brutally whacking them off their chariots and <laughs> across the face. And uh, yeah, that was my vision for I, it. So. so I like the idea of um, <clears throat> her basically like there's a um, kind of the gladiator theme is like, or, or uh, plot is basically like someone gets pressed into this. So what I would like to do would be like, um, there's kind of the Marcus Aurelius, uh, type or, um, uh, type character or actually not Marcus Aurelius, <clears throat> the main character, I forget his name. Um, there's a Russell Crowe type character, yeah. but instead <clears throat> of him getting pressed into gladiator, his kids get pressed into the gladiator business. Oh, and okay. so she's kind of an old, older woman who shouldn't be able to fight, but she, she actually is kind of comes out of nowhere, like a, like almost a spirit or a phantom, like, um, kind of the, um, there's always a character in like, you know, the four feathers or, or like movies, there's always kind of some spiritual native character mm -hmm. and she's almost that kind of spiritual native, um, character. But she kind of, you don't know if she's real or kind of manifestation of an angel or something like that uh, or a demon, but she comes in and she basically mentors and teaches these kids how to fight. And so the whole point is like, she's fighting and she's winning these great battles. And then the kind of the final fight scene against Commodus or whatever, um, they are, she winds up abandoning them back to their own their own home, but then they kind of go, Oh, the lessons we've learned throughout, throughout this time have stuck with us. And so they beat her, they beat the bad guy, but they're like at like three or four different moments, it goes slow motion or kind of, and they use one of her moves that, you know, they thought was impossible earlier on. And then, you know, then there's, they kind of like overcome their, their whole the umbrella move. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> use the umbrella move. <laughs> I just, it's raining blood. I picture them or Mary Poppins, like, just very softly stepping onto the field and then opening her big bag and pulling out a giant sword. <laughs> <laughs> because she, her bag, you know, like she can pull anything out of it. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's just like, doo, doo, it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> she has this giant sword. Or, um, or okay, you know how like uh, magicians pull out the handkerchiefs tied together? Yeah. She just kind of does that, but it's like a, like a whip. It's like this giant like edged whip and she just keeps <laughs> pulling it out. And it's different colors. and. <laughs> I also pictured, because she always has this weird sort of altered reality that they yeah. exist in. They poke fun at it in yeah. the new Mary Poppins movie um, because it quite literally does not make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just imagine like little cartoon penguins also joining in the fight, <laughs> <laughs> assaulting the enemies. It's, it's a violent movie mash of night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we're, we're, we're guys, so mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah, we are yeah. going to uh, like what we are going to like, and what we like is uh, nonsense, violent movies, and uh, hilarity. Uh, so, speaking of uh, nonsense movies, which are somewhat violent, and one of these two is hilarious, uh, or possibly depending on your point of your uh, taste, I guess. So, I one this one's mine. Uh, I would like to do Speed and Dumb and Dumber. Like, can you imagine if it's this almost the same exact movie, but like sitting in the seat next to uh, Sandra Bullock and what Christian Slater, whoever it was, um, if, Keanu Reeves. Keanu, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that seems like a Christian Slater. Movie. Whoever it was, whoever, you know that one um, guy that was like was his Christian icon Slater, of a movie. Was he in part two? Maybe <clears throat> like Keanu Reeves quit. Part I don't two think or, so. Someone quit part two. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, just the idea of just the just the movie of Speed. But if the Dumb and Dumber guys were trying to help the whole time. I like that. <laughs> I immediately pictured one of them driving the bus because there's that yeah, whole yeah. 
driving scene where he's like, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> and I just pictured him doing that. And she has to, has to be focused on this whole time. She's like, we're going to die. <laughs> and then they like jump the, jump the, um, jump the bridge or whatever that's out. And like, yeah. you just totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I dig this. This is a good mix. Yeah. It's just, I, honestly, it'd just be the exact, almost the exact movie of speed, but just with them being obnoxious at her the whole time. Yeah. And just almost getting them killed constantly throughout the whole thing. <laughs> just, just at, at every totally moment. Totally unhelpful. Like, hey, uh, hey, do you want to slow down? I've been spitting at this car behind us and, and we, I, it's, they're a little too far away, you know, just incredibly <laughs> dumb things. Zach, it makes me think of the, the line from Dumb and Dumber and then the moment from Speed when they're like, we're going to hit this bridge. Is there, are we going to make it? And like, I don't know. And then, uh, Jim Carrey being like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> that, is, that is delightful. That is delightful. <laughs> oh, good times. <clears throat> okay. Real quick question. What is a movie, the movie with a lot of flashbacks where it's kind of told like, um, <clears throat> Like, like it's kind of like uh, crash. No, oh, that is a good one though. Well, okay, I can't remember it. So I thought for a moment I remembered one of mine, but I can't remember what which movie it was. It, was it just, would have been super sweet if I nailed it on yeah, in your sweet. very thorough description oh, of crash. movie with a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. Okay, we'll just we'll just assume they're gone. I I surrender. I surrender these ideas. You surrendered. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll actually just record them really quick at, at the end of the night when I can <laughs> see my notes and just tag them on as a, as an extra scene at the end. I don't so, know how many times I've, I've woken up in the middle of the night with a song tune in my head and I've recorded it on my phone because oh, I wouldn't awesome. remember it. Um, so I need to Are go back and good. That's the funny thing. I don't remember, but they're all on my phone. So I need to <laughs> download them and yeah, listen yeah. to them. All right. Um, what's your next one? All right. Next one. I, I, th- these aren't as excitable as my others. I feel like but, that's okay. That's okay. Um, so I wrote down Greece uh-huh. meets Fight Club. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like that one kind of works because they're in gangs. Yeah. in Greece, right? Um, or they're no, just the cool guys. Yeah, that are they're kind of maybe a better thing would be what's that movie with the sharks and the, the um, Jets? Uh, West Side Story. Yeah, West Side Story. West Side Story maybe matched up with Fight Club. Yeah, that'd actually be really interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, that'd be really interesting. And you know, Fight Club's actually like, or uh, Old School is basically a, they decided to remake, uh, secretly remake Fight Club as a comedy. So that, oh, really? That actually is one of the things that kind of got, got me thinking about this is like, huh. a lot of times people actually go, well, what if this movie were like this? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So like, that is a thing. Like, uh, Fight Club is a popular one to to remake. Mesh. So yeah. yeah, I think that would actually work Work kind of really well. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I I was just again picturing the music. You're the one that I won't. But I'm trying to think how that would match with uh, Fight Club and like. So what? He just starts punching himself. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> but if you didn't know it was a spoiler alert, then you wouldn't have known that was a spoiler. But now that I told you it was a spoiler alert, so if you've seen Fight Club, this all makes sense. If you haven't, just. Uh, watch it or don't. It's fine. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Uh, so your next one here? Uh, uh, <clears throat> you go? Uh, I'm going to go. I, I really like this one. I'm going to save that one for a little later. Uh, I'm going to go with Shrek plus Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is Shrek Will Smith or is Shrek the alien? Like that's a very I feel like Shrek platform. is, in, in my mind, when I wrote down these two random ideas, I feel like Shrek is Will Smith. Okay, okay. And he's like, and, and the donkey, is donkey is the alien. Oh, donkey. Welcome to Earth, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth, donkey. donkey. You're so annoying, <laughs> Pam. <laughs> and in the morning, I'm taking the planet. <laughs> Maybe Lord F- Farquaad could be the uh, alien. Yeah, Lord Farquaad could be the aliens. Uh, actually, all it could be, I mean, because we're, we're taking a, a spinoff on it. Yeah. Um, the fairy tale creatures could all be the aliens. So they mm. come down and Lord Farquaad is trying to get rid of them. And then you just change a, a, the, the story around. So Will Smith's character is like 
already kind of a weirdo. So they're like Lord Farquaad, like shifts him over, like sends him over to be with them. And in order to like get back to his regular house, he basically leads kind of the, the aliens, uh, against earth, but they're, they're good aliens. Cause they're, you know, they're all fairy tale creature type yeah. things. Um, so it's almost kind of like a spin where the aliens are the, are the good guys and the, uh, but they'd also don't fireball an entire city. <laughs> so that's, that's how, you know, they're good guys when they don't burn an entire city. Well, in this version in the Shrek version, it would be yeah. like firebombed with, uh, I don't pixie know, pixie dust, fairy pixie dust. dust or I keep thinking of some like that molten marshmallow or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Molten <Like>, marshmallow. <laughs> like they're trying to make a, a giant gingerbread house out of <laughs> the yeah, city or a, something. A giant s'more. Yeah. They're trying to make <clears throat> a giant s'more. So, <laughs> was that that was the one you read off of my was, sheet right that was the one i read off yeah okay um i have star wars okay plus the titanic okay how does that work that sounds the really only the only again i get these little short bursts but the only yeah, thing yeah. i thought of was uh i i just imagined uh the jedi fighting the dark side as the ship was going down <laughs> jedi fight <laughs> huh <clears throat> that's actually that's actually pretty cool like the idea that there's kind of a a really like a, almost like a death star kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it's like a, like a pleasure death star. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just shot Zach a really weird look. Okay. Wasn't sure where he's going okay. with that. It's, it's like, it's like a fun star. Um, fun star. Like a vacation, like a vacation, yeah, vacation star, a starship, a star cruise ship. Yeah. Cruise well, starship. I mean, going back to fifth element, like that yeah. flossed in paradise thing, like, that would actually be really cool. Like it's, it's kind of going down and you wouldn't even, I mean, you wouldn't even have to do specifically star Wars. You could do just kind of, um, create your own, um, uh, sci-fi world. Like a lot of movies would be really interesting as kind of sci-fi remakes. Uh, that would actually be like really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Doesn't take much. What do you got over there? I mean, um, so this one is um, an idea I haven't thought much about, but I uh, I used to have it. In, I had it in one notebook, and it wasn't for this project. But I just remembered that I thought it would be really interesting to uh, remake Pride and Prejudice as a epic sci-fi. So we'll just say mix it with uh, Star Wars. So you kind of basically all you do is just take the plot of uh, plot of Pride and Prejudice almost exactly as is. But instead of like local silly British politics, it's all like internationally affecting, um, you know, like intergalactically affecting um, politics. So they're like, instead of being lord of a small manor, they're lord of like a planet. And like these are, you know, Mr. Darcy is like head of, uh, you know, he has a, a, a coalition of 50 planets underneath him. And and so they're kind of like every move they make is also affecting these entire planets. And then you can kind of just it'd be pretty easy to just throw in a few kind of space battles now and again as the plot points warrant it. Um, like it would just I mean, it'd just be a cool movie to see. I dig that. I, I like, I mean, I, I love Pride and Prejudice yeah. in a huge part because of the characters. Yeah. Um, and then I remember when I saw the, uh, the version they did of it with Pride and Prejudice and, uh, and zombies, yeah. I, I actually quite enjoyed that film. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was <clears throat> clearly bad, but it was awesome yeah. bad. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. It was just, it was a good, bizarre twist on yeah. something. To be um, fair, I thought of this before that movie came out, or the mm, book. Sure. sure <laughs> I, I, I have my honor and my integrity. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What, how many more you have? Uh, I jumped around a bit, so hang on. I'm just looking. How many more do you really want to do? Eh. I think we're about at the 30-minute mark. So. Oh, we're, yeah, we're past it. Yeah. So let's, um, let's just do one more each. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Meets the Terminator. Lord of the Rings meets the Terminator. Yeah. Okay, explain. Um, so again, my one-off was just... Um, so Gandalf in the entire movie is basically yeah. tr- taking care of uh, Frodo. Yeah, of and course. And trying to keep him in line. So basically, Gandalf would now be Terminator. <laughs> oh, interesting. And he's protecting him. Okay, and so he's basically the you know the um, the Skynet piece, the, uh, the computer chip that... Uh, is kind of the ring mm-hmm. and, and it's corrupt. Maybe it's corrupting the Terminator's programming the whole time, which would be really cool. 
Yeah, I, I just was imagining again. I think in, in lines from the movie, but uh-huh. uh, at some point, Terminator saying to Frodo, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> 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 and I would think I was thinking of that in the Balrog scene, but he actually falls with the Balrog, so that wouldn't work there. Yeah, no. Well, you can you can obviously change it. Like, um, any I mean, throwing throwing the chip in the fire is is actually like exactly oh, how yeah. how they do it in the. Terminator. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they throw they throw. <clears throat> he has to throw himself in the fire at the very end. So you yeah. can even almost end it the same way because in in Lord or the T one thousand could yeah, be yeah, yeah. Gollum. Yeah, the T one. <laughs> well, you could have you could actually have the T one thousand kind of like <clears throat> Skynet in general be Sauron and like kind of a, a T one thousand type uh, be Saruman, mm-hmm. but then you could have kind of like a like a random T six hundred that was sent back in time as like the very first uh Terminator sent back in time, but its programming is bad because it's it wasn't really time travel wasn't worked out at that time. So it's kind of like twisted and insane. So it but it's kind of a good guy because it's lived on Earth so long. Yeah. So like that would kind of fit with Gollum and kind of being an enemy and a <clears throat> enemy and a friend at the same time and then winding up like accidentally saving the day like that would be actually really freaking cool so i think the the uh what's the term the lesson we've learned today the wheel of morality uh the moral of the story <laughs> is that terminator makes everything better if you just like throw just the add terminator, the terminator in anything. there terminator and dory terminator as mary poppins you just think of it so it. the poke uh the avatar slash pocahontas story is rice <laughs> and the Terminator is garlic. Everything is just better with garlic. A little bit of garlic. Uh, next week, we'll be doing a uh, top five most underrated cooking ingredients. That that actually is on my list of things to do eventually. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which... Uh, okay, last one. Um, you wrote this one, and it just amused me immensely. Okay, <laughs> so the 100 Dalmatians and the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Cruella de Vil is the devil, and each one of the each one of the Dalmatians gets possessed by the devil. They're throwing up Purina bits all over the place. They're they're shedding their own skins. Their own skins are just uh, creepily dancing around. I was trying to find a way to make that less gross. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Like when I wrote that. I literally was, I wrote 101 Dalmatians. I'm like, what's weird? What's weird? What's weird? Just going through every movie. And I was like, The Exorcist. That makes absolutely no sense. I can't even envision a scene where that works. Write it down. (laughs) (laughs) How terrifying would that be? (laughs) Dalmatian, like their spots, like if their spots had like eyes in them coming out. Oh (laughs) gosh. This show is not for the children. (laughs) So uh, don't listen to the show uh, if you have children and have already listened to it. Um, it's too late now. It's too late now. Get out. Turn back. Turn back now. And <sighs> and uh, so who would be the exorcist? <clears throat> like the original family would be the exorcist and they're just trying to get their dogs back because the dogs have escaped, but it, they haven't escaped physically. They've escaped like kind of in a spiritual plane. So yeah. the dog's souls are gone, but they oh, just God. have <laughs> so souls dark. of devils in them. It's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture a Dalmatian puppy like spinning up from his dog upside down from his dog house with his head spinning around his shoulder. just barking in barking in uh horribly offensive or uh, almost words because that's like the creepiest thing when something's an almost uh, word like like if like if a toad talked it'd just be horrifying and like just the dogs are kind of like barking english semi words that are disgusting ah <sighs> I mean, there's things that dogs do that would make you wonder if they were possessed, you know? So, like, a dog rolling around in poo would yeah. be in The Exorcist yeah. for sure. Because you're like, what is wrong with him? Stop it, doing that. At the very end, uh, it would be the cats from Oliver's and, Oliver and Company. <laughs> and you're like, you thought, um, you thought dogs were bad. The hell is truly in the cat. <laughs> hell Kittens Part 2. <laughs> That's for next episode. Yeah, that's that's next episode. Also, Hell Kittens Part Two is the most uh, is the most um, quintessential B movie that I can title that I can imagine on the spot. <laughs> like seventies, eighties B movie with like a lot of fur clad. Uh, well, there was a Hell Razor, and so that makes me think of the Hell Kittens. Yeah, yeah. And there's Hell Cats, right? That's Hell like, Cats. I don't know. Isn't sure. that a, I don't Thunder know. Thunder Cats. There's yeah. pro- there's got to be Hell Cats. There's something. There was a there was a. Um, 
a U.S. <clears throat> uh, plane in the like '60s called the Hellcat. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Probably not. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> so Chris, I'm going to offer you this this gem of an idea, and then take it back. So for I it. just want to let you know, rule number one of improv is yes and, and rule number like negative a hundred. The worst thing you can do is in, in improv is block someone. <laughs> and uh, if you ever need to think about what a block is, it's what I just did. Yeah. Well, you totally fed me. I, I, a know, crumb, and then you slapped it out of my hand. Just slapped it out. Chris, <laughs> we hate you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Yeah, I think so. Nope, that's not what happened. <laughs> no. You're an idiot. <laughs> I didn't say you're an idiot. It was subtext. <laughs> it was implied. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Freaking Epic Podcast. This was Totally Unobjective with Zach. And Chris Duran. And Zach Harris. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening. And um, I'll add an ending here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm back on here real quick. I just wanted to do what I promised and give you the last two movie mashups that I had that I didn't have the paper with me at the time. Um, so the last two, number one is Hunger Games and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So I just really like the idea of kind of the Hunger Games style thing um, and kind of the eventual banding together to fight against the system. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Hunger Games. Spoiler alerts. Uh, also, if you haven't watched Bill and Ted, we've gone over this. You you should watch it. And we haven't got over this, but you should watch it. Um, so I just like the idea of all the different characters like Napoleon and Till the Hun and different different characters like that throughout history just all fighting each other and then kind of banding together and you know the Joan of Arc is taking down someone and it it just be a really cool uh really cool idea. The other one that I didn't post, uh that I didn't say at the time was that I couldn't figure out for the life of me what it was. It is Batman and it's a wonderful life. Like, can you just imagine that? Batman just going through the experience of wishing he'd never been been there and seeing all of the kind of results of what the different characters would have been going on been going through. Like Commissioner Gordon would be, you know, dead or in Arkham, um, you know, and just um Barbara would be wouldn't have, you know, just all the different characters uh that wouldn't have the same life or all the people in his life that would be dead, all the villains that would be, you know, even worse than they are. Like, it's just kind of a really fast, it'd be a really fascinating framing device to go back through and be like, what would have, would have happened if Batman wasn't here? And if you really wanted to, you could kind of make it a tragedy of like, everything's better um, because there's not someone to focus on. Um, but that probably wouldn't be accurate. I would, I would definitely think that in general, we're better off having Batman than not. And that's the thought I'm going to end with with you guys. Just in general, if we have a choice between a world with Batman and a world without Batman, always choose the world with Batman. Thank you. Good night.